Yes, family, let's just catch her breath so that she can get into this. But yeah, so how are y'all doing? I feel like we haven't had a chat in a minute. So this is just me checking in. It's literally like a break in the middle of the season. Um, Well, we were supposed to be ending of the season next week. Not the season, but the series within the season. Then we would do something else. But I feel like there's so much more that we can tackle. There's so many more voices that we can hear from. So like I said, it's a challenge. If y'all can get it to three thousand listens by friday i'll definitely find the parts and make sure we have more conversations in the series because a lot of y'all have been saying that it has been very insightful for you and i believe that the more voices we get the more diverse the conversations become and therefore the more ground we cover because the whole aim of the series actually is to create a space where people can come and get answers for the questions that they're even afraid to ask, especially from a Christian perspective. There are so many topics that we, it's almost like they're taboo to talk about, but there are situations that everybody goes through. And the one topic that I really, really wish that we can cover also is the topic of getting divorced in the church and um, maybe finding love again, or maybe being afraid to find love again. So if you know somebody who can chat to us about that topic um who would not mind talking about that i am more than um willing to interview them and have a chat with them but right now this is actually not part of the series this is just an in-between intermission episode but let me tell y'all so the club sisters movie came out in april in the united states and i've been watching so many reviews about it like i watched the club sisters interview with terrell i watched the Um, you know that interview they do with the whole cast with like the media like the press that they do i've watched that i watched so many i watched shalaya on the Terrell show i watched christina on the Terrell show um I think I, I watched, um, who's this, Kiara on the Terrell show and I still felt like the movie was not spoiled for me um, because there's so many life lessons that one can get from that movie. So I thought, you know what, we have not missed the bandwagon, we have not missed the train as South Africans or as Africans as a whole, um, we have not missed it because we can still get so much from the movie and I just wanted to share what I got from the movie that I felt had not been covered in the interviews that I did watch. So um, what I thought to do is I thought to actually take, not necessarily review the movie because it has been reviewed to this at this point to date, it has been reviewed so many times. Um, but what I wanted to do is I wanted to do a reflection on the movie. So basically reflect on the lives of the characters and how that resonates with me as an individual, as a young black woman who is an aspiring musician, who is an aspiring artist, who is a freelancer, who's, do you understand, a person who's active in the church, but actually also wanting to influence the culture. So although it, it, it I don't want to say it's an ancient story, although it's a historical story it's some it's a story that we can all relate to it's a story that we can all bring back to the day where we are in and at so for me 
I want to start with Denise. So Denise is the sister who gets pregnant out of wedlock. Um, she's the sister who then leaves. And I remember I was watching it with my sister and she was like, but it would have, it would have been a better ending if Denise had been at the finale, um, where the, where the, the, the small clock sisters turn into the actual clock sisters. Um, like, I, I wanted, I wanted it to be like that very badly, but I also wanted, I, I loved that because it shows us the realities of life. It shows us that our differences in our families don't just disappear. It shows us that although it looks better for everybody and for the outside world, for us to look good as a family, it is more important that we, we are good. It's more important that we actually work on our differences and, um, and, and, and work through our difficulties than for us to put on a facade. I love the fact that although it was an ugly look, like, like it, it's shade for real, but it, it's beautiful to see that they were real enough to say, you know what, we will continue with the ministry, but we're not neglecting the fact that there is this problem in our family. And I believe that that facilitates a place where people can actually come together and reconcile. But also I want to know, I don't know if it's like a thing, but I really want to know because even when the Clarkses were on the Terrell show, it was, it was Jackie, Karen and Dorenda, the other two sisters when they, and they kept on mentioning Twinkie. So I just want to know, like, is Denise still the clock sister, like the singing group vibe or was that, was that, that, um, at the funeral of their mom? I wanted to know that. Have they built relationship past that? Because I understand they're all in ministry in their own ways. And I said, she's also in ministry. Um, it, it said at the end of the movie that she's even, uh, in academia. Um, I wanted, I want to find out, have they been able to, to reconcile as a family even if she's not back in the group have they been able to actually build relationship past that so i think that's the part in the movie that i missed i missed that um i think i wish the movie had spoken to that even if it was just with one of those last lines that they edit so <clears throat> I think that's going to be the review part of that and with dorinda um, I, I think I, I understand the whole idea of being a mini me. Um, I think a lot of mothers do that with their daughters that you like, um, a younger version of me, you, you can do everything I never got to do vibe. Even it goes to, but with Dorenda, even as much as she was, I don't know, maybe just wasn't shown in the movie. And I remember when Terrell was speaking to Shalea, she spoke about how close Dorenda was to her mom. Um, and I think I love the fact that I watched all those reviews and I watched all those interviews before um the movie because i feel like it gave me more context because we weren't shown really a lot of dorinda's life i feel like if, with twinkie we and i'm gonna get to that we saw a little bit and then we saw a little bit of denise um but the focuses were really on jackie for me the focuses were in jackie and karen in the movie a lot more than the other sisters don't come for me um but i feel like that was that but I love the fact that I watched the interviews and I remember Shalea saying that there's so much that could not make it into the movie because there's just so much to say about the Clark sisters and the movie had to be edited and the movie had to make sense in an hour and a half or however long it was. So that that being said, I, I, I wish we could have seen a little bit more of Dorinda's life in the movie. Um, but with what we did see, with what we did hear, um, I love the fact that... Um, 
that, that she, I don't really feel like her mom wanted her to be like her, but I feel like, um, she had, she had that, um, I can't find the right English word <laughs> and this has to be an English episode. Um, but like, I feel like she had the platform to actually grow into, it's almost like the double portion of anointing vibe. And I really think that's amazing. However, I think it also creates a certain level of, um, I don't want to say dependence, but a certain level of dependence you saw when everything just kept falling apart for her. Like she even resorted to wanting to commit suicide because it's like, now my mom is gone. Like, like my rock, my everything, my anchor, you know what I'm saying? And we are all like that with our parents. And this is by no means judgmental. That's why I say this reflection is really just seeing myself in the characters of this movie, in the lives of these women. I think it, it the fact that I actually also watched all these interviews beforehand really reminded me of the humanity of the actual characters, like that these are actual human beings. These are people with real lives, with kids, with grandkids, you know what I'm saying? These are actual people who are living and breathing. These are actual women who are walking in ministry. These are actual women who are building families, who have built ministries. You get what I'm saying? So I love that because it didn't take away the human element for me, especially when I watched Kira. I watched the Kira episode literally like a week before it came out because the movie came out on Sunday on the 17th in South Africa. So it was literally almost a week before that, that I watched the Kira episode on the Terrell show. And that really just reminded me, like even her speaking just reminded me, you know what? She's human. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is her family. This is real life. These are actual issues that um, are existent. Even with the, the Denise issue, it's it's something that's real. Like, if if she never got back to the group, it's it's now a... Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a real family issue that they're putting out there. And I think that's the cost of fame, maybe, that your whole life is out there. And, I mean, moving on to Twinkie, she was... Like, for me, I feel like she's the one class sister that everybody been like, yo, Twinkie is like the G she like wrote the songs she directs the choir even when Terrell was interviewing the other three sisters they were like if Twinkie was here she'd be giving us the notes like you get what I'm saying like she was for me everybody feels like yo she was the backbone um even though Jackie is like the oldest sister I feel like maybe I would have thought without the movie that Twinkie is the backbone of the Clark sisters but when you see her pressures you see what she went through when you see her vulnerabilities you actually come to rem- it it reminds you that as human beings we are fallible we are we are we have limits you get what i'm saying and her mother said, you need me. And for me, it was like, whoa, mom. But I felt her. I felt her when she left. Although it was a bad decision, although um, it was a poor decision, as her mom said, um, I felt her when she left. And I feel like that was necessary. I feel like sometimes it's necessary for us to step out of our comfort zone, for us to actually get burned, um, for us to actually experience pain, for us to actually experience all that because we grow in that. The moment you're in your comfort zone for a long time, I mean, it's said that she was playing for a mom from when she was eight um until she was like 30 whatever however old she was when she got married like until she was that age she had been literally under her mom's wing and what happens imagine if her mom's passing had happened when she had never stepped out she wouldn't know that she even had the strength to do that although yes it it, it hit her and i mean mental health is a real thing mental health is, is is valid and sometimes we take upon ourselves blames that are not even ours we take upon ourselves burdens that are not even ours maybe she thought i neglected my mom maybe my mom died because i left but that's not actually i believe that's not the case but I think that 
it, it also just shows us that mental health is a real thing. And I love the fact that they included that part because they, back then when that happened, it was not a thing. Like you could not have mental health issues as a black woman. You couldn't admit to having had, had a mental breakdown. You couldn't admit to mosting. You get what I'm saying? But we all go through the most. And I love the fact that in South, in South Africa, I love the fact that in 2020, we can all just say, I'm going through the most. You get what I'm saying? And that for me is amazing. And now moving on to Jackie, as I have already mentioned her. I feel like also the other thing, um, the, the, the older black child is always the deputy parent. Um, even if you are like the third child and then you have uh, a younger sibling, you are always a deputy parent. And I think that somewhat that's good because it teaches us our like groundedness it teaches us the value of family it teaches us responsibility however it also robs us because i mean jackie was married and i feel like she spent almost all her time at home taking care of her mom when her sister got a breakdown she was in the hospital taking care of her mom, her sister and then i remember when she said to dorinda like can you please step up like i'm actually tired that's something that i don't think a lot of black women have the luxury of admitting to um or there's not even there, there isn't even a platform because now okay fine i admit that i'm tired but who's gonna do what i'm doing and i think for me that's even outside of family, I, I had to go through a journey where God really just reminded me, you are not Jesus. You cannot carry people's crosses. You can't do it. Um, and there's this scripture in the Bible. Let's take it to church. There's this scripture in the Bible that we always quote. Um, I think it's in Galatians 5, um, verse 2, I think. <laughs> um, I think it's Galatians 5, verse 2. If it's not, read your whole Bible. It's somewhere in there. Um, and it says we should carry one another's burdens because that is pleasing unto God or that is fulfilling the law of Christ. No, 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 no. But on verse five of the same scripture, verse five, verse six of the same chapter, it says each one should carry their own burdens because the reason why it says that it says we should not, the first verse says we should not, um, judge. Basically we should not judge or turn our backs on people because they backslide in doing so carrying one another's burdens as it is pleasing unto Christ. But actually we all need to not deceive ourselves and look within ourselves, whether it's sin, whether it's tiredness, whether it's exhaustion, whether it's mental health, whether it's finances, you need to be able to look within yourself and be honest with yourself and carry your own burdens. So that means that you can't be Jesus for nobody else. The only thing you can say, and I was talking to a very close friend about this, and it was like, the only thing you can do for a person is help them carry their load to Jesus and walk away. It's between them and God at the end of the day. And if you want to always be the mediator, you will not be able to make it because you can't even carry your own burdens that's why you have to cast them all unto jesus for he cares for you and that for me is really really the long and short of the deputy parenting thing do as much as you can as far as you can but don't deplete yourself it does nobody a favor it serves nobody if you're going to kill yourself trying to help people. It's not, it's it's really not even selfless. At the end of the day, it's really just you. And sometimes you will find yourself, like Jesus said, feeding the um, hungry, clothing the naked, visiting the prisoners, um, casting out demons, doing all these things. And then Jesus like, I never known you. Why? Because you were busy doing things for people or even for God that were none of your business. That was not your purpose. 
purpose. You are on this earth for a reason. Feed the poor, great. Like feed the hungry, do help people, whatever. But never let it be at the expense of your purpose. If that's your purpose, if that's if God has called you to a ministry of helps, big ups to you, sis. Like God bless you. You're a better person than me. But if God has called you to do something else, now, for instance, if Jackie had been like, no, I can't have my job, I can't be married, I can't sing because I need to be taking care of everybody, that, that for me, would have been an example of a person missing on her, out on her purpose. You get what I'm trying to say? But actually, because she was able to fulfill her purpose still in that position, still in that space, I would say maybe God did call her to a ministry of helps and God will give you grace for whatever it is that is your portion. But yeah. And lastly, I almost said, I hope I'm still recording because if this was not recording, y'all, this episode was not going to happen. Lastly, um, I want to talk about Karen. Um, I am the third of five kids, but I'm the youngest daughter. And this is so sad. My younger brother told me that I'm the baby of the family. Like, how the hell do you say that? But anyway, to a certain extent, I agree that like, I feel like the Karen in my family, um, in one sense that, and I remember Kara was asked, what is the one thing that she learned about her mom, um, in the film that she didn't know. And she said that she didn't know that her mom was able to stand up for herself, for other people like voice out, um, her opinion, her feelings in the family, because I mean, she's the baby and there's like five other women in the house. It's estrogen overload but um at the funeral she voiced out her opinion so um i think in kara's words she said that she 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 always knew that her mom could be firm because she's a mom like she shouted at them but she never knew that her mom could really stand up for herself and voice out her opinion and i think that as the youngest child um as the baby of the family you always have the pressure that everybody is older than you um so you have to keep a certain level of respect um and i say that with quotation marks because i just don't have better words to express it with so there's always i almost want to say there's always a boundary that you can't pass especially if coming from a christian family coming from a black family even worse coming from an African family, not worse, but like even more coming from an African family, there are certain boundaries that you can't cross. So just, and I remember the first time, I think I only remember two times or three times that my dad ever shouted at me in life. He's never given me hiding praise the Lord. I never want to go through that. But the first time my brother and I were playing with water. The second time my sister and I had an argument, oh, I shouted at my sister. I'll tell you context. And the third time it was because I hadn't washed dishes, but he didn't shout. He just asked me if I'm waiting for somebody to come wash the dishes from the neighbor's house or if my mom must do it. But anyway, yeah, my dad can be shady. But the second time that he ever shouted at me in life, I think I was eight or nine. And my sister, like, I know this sounds real bad, but like food is my first love. Okay. Like food is like my ride and live. Food never leaves me. Food is always loyal. And we were eating, I think snacks or something like that, like peanuts or whatever. But like, penis from my grandmother's house um which she grew like she like farmed them and grew them and then my mom brought them from the village and you know what i'm saying like we had peanuts like from my grandmother so everybody got their portion and that's that and then now my sister like takes a handful of my peanuts and she eats them and i'm just like you do not so i like flipped out at my sister and my dad was just like 
you're going to get back in line. Um, and that for me is like literally the ultimate, there's a boundary, you know, she's wrong, but there's a boundary, um, vibe. And as a, as the baby of an African family, that's like your reality. So whenever it is that you voice out your opinion in any sense, it's disrespectful, regardless of the situation. You get what I'm trying to say? So I feel like that's my resonation with her, that whatever you say that is contrary to what other people think or what other people would like to believe, it's ultimately disrespectful. Um, so you, there's that. They, so I feel like my kids would probably say that about me one day that, oh, I've never heard my mom in a confrontation with a person um, in the family because I don't have the right to do that, which is somehow sad. Um, but I'm going to talk, stop talking about this because it's very low-key sad. <laughs> but I think another thing that then comes in with Karen's life that I can reflect on is that it's, it's like everybody's protection. It's everybody's protection, which is beautiful. But I feel like it's also quite intimidating in a sense because it's, it's, it's almost overpowering to grow up in a family of strong women. And you know the strength of a black woman is like just different. Like ain't nothing parallel to the strength of a black woman. So growing up around strong black women, and I mean, I grew up in a house where it was me, um, like my mom and my little brothers, before my little brothers existed, um, my mom and my dad were like together somewhere and then it was just me at some point it was me my two sisters my two cousins my cousin's parents which was my uncle and my aunt another woman in the house my grandmother and my brother um well cousin but we don't do that in <laughs> african cultures your cousin's your uncle's child your aunt's child is not your cousin they are your brothers and sisters so it was like that many people in the house and in those like of all those people, it was like just two men in the house. And my brother was very young at the time. So it was just my uncle was a man and my uncle walked away. So there was no man in the house for the most part. So I grew up surrounded by women, strong women. My grandmother built her own house, not with her own hands, with her own cash. Um, she paid for her own house to be built. And she went through the most in life. And one day, um, God willing, Corona ends. I go back to Mpumalanga and I will have a conversation with my grandmother for y'all. Um, it will have to be in Chitonga, but I'll translate most of it for the people. Um, but like I have a conversation with grandmother for y'all to get her life. Like I would need her permission to do that, but she's been through the most in life yet. She literally, she did not make lemonade out of her lemons. She made a whole lemon farm. Listen, like generations are still eating off of the fruit of all her labor. So I grew up around that kind of society of women and i mean like they say it takes a village i grew up around stronger women even in church not stronger ain't no women stronger than the women in my family but i grew up around strong women in the church strong women in ministry i was i mean um shout out to sofundo she was supposed to be on the podcast but she just became a mommy for the second time um she was supposed to be in the season but shout out to her I grew up around her, Sisna Angu, all these young women who were strong in the Lord and who prayed so much. But although it's very inspiring, what I'm getting at is it can also be quite intimidating. And when you are surrounded by such caliber of strength, of 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 excellence, even I want to put like even with music in my family, like my sisters can sing, my mom can sing, my aunt I've never heard my aunt sing. My grandmother can sing. You know what I'm saying? So it's always been a thing. My brother just told me that. What about me? Um, <laughs> my brothers can sing. They, 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 the older one was in the school choir and the younger one is in the school.
school choir when corona is not happening um but my whole family can sing but in my growing up days it was just that like every time i would open my mouth to sing they'll be like oh my gosh you can really sing but like yo you sister and i tell this to mrs then she laughs so it took me leaving home to go to university for me to actually establish myself as a singer to actually believe in myself as a singer um i never aspired to have a musical career because i thought i'm not good enough to be a, a musician like i just can sing jay like i can hold a note but actually i can really sing like even if i do this on myself i can really really sing but i had to find my voice i had to first find my voice and that had to for me it had to happen outside of my family it had to happen outside of singing with my sisters and my mom so i cannot i can only imagine that it would have taken a minute for karen to find her voice because yes people will tell you like from when i was like seven people would say oh my gosh you can really sing like if you never stop singing you're gonna go far with this music thing but it never sank because i guess parallel to that there was still the you you sister can sing and for me it kind of because our tones are also so different like my sister would possibly be have like a caring voice um um, I don't know if I can compare my voice to any of the Clark sisters, like I ain't going to take it that far, but I have a, a more like middle range. So I can sing from middle to like, I can sing like, uh, from a second soprano alto down to Turner or up to first soprano. So, um, my strength is in the middle. So my strength is very much in the middle and then I can go either way. But my sister's strength is more on the first soprano edge. She can go down, but her strength is on the first soprano. And back in the day, the higher you sang, the better it sounded for people. Um, so because I, my strength still isn't going down, I can go from like second soprano down to Turner. And I feel like that's way, not just that I'm comfortable that's where i have more um different shapes and like colors in my voice um when i sing first soprano i just have to hit the note like my ain't nobody running in soprano in my life like psh, i can do it now a little more but i'm still more comfortable and still more colorful in the lower ranges so that for me sounded like i couldn't sing like i can't go like whitney houston in first soprano you get what i'm trying to say um but I, it, it actually took me singing Whitney Houston in university for me to be like, sis, you've got this. But I, I, I totally resonate with Kiera, with Karen, <laughs> um, because like even in, on her mother's deathbed, she was saying that um, if only you could believe in yourself. And I think it took me forever to get to this place where I'm like, sis. Jesus, Jesus did the things and he found the parts with you. Um, so I think for the first time in my life, I can really say, you know what, like I'm whole. Um, I, I, I love, I love this thing that Jesus done did up in here in this space. That is my life. And I, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very happy with my gifts and talents and I can comfortably say, I used to think I have to choose between music and poetry, but I can comfortably say that I know I'm an artist. Like I do poetry and I do music and I write and I speak. Um, that's who I am. That's what Jesus done gave me. Those are the tools he gave me to touch the world with. And I feel like the Clark sisters have done that very well throughout their lives, throughout their careers. And we are eternally grateful to God for blessing us with such a great example, with such a great, um, 
I feel like they were forerunners, not only in in life, in, in music, but in life, you know, in the faith. And this brings me to my final character, their mother, um, Dr. Clark. I, I feel like she did the best she could. And I think we never give credit to moms because I think one thing that I'm learning right now is that as much as a person is your parent, they are still their own full-blown individual human being they still have their own aspirations they have their own dreams and i think because we hold them hostage to being our parents that's why then they tend to actually want to live vicariously through us because we don't give them a life outside of ourselves so thinking of the fact that she was abused in her marriage she got divorced her daughter one of her daughters left her daughter that she thought was her backbone she actually said um twinkie was her backbone then leaves and she says no i've been doing everything for you and all those nice things all those nasty things no no nice and then um twinkie's husband ex-husband like pushes her all these things she's a person you get what i'm saying like when you take away the fact that she's dr clark or she's the clark sister's mom she's a human being who has a breaking point and i think the more we think like that about our parents the better we will be being children i mean god says in the bible that we should not be burdened some to the people that are leading us. And I think we're more lenient with like world leaders, like our pastors, our youth leaders, or all these people. We're more lenient with them than we are with our parents. And sometimes that even spirals into relationships, into marriage. You're more lenient outside to your boss and all those people. And you're not as lenient with your spouse. You're not as kind to your spouse. So I think what that really reminded me is that be kind to your parents because they are human beings who are carrying weights on their shoulders that you can never even imagine, that you can never even survive a minute with. But they're doing that and carrying your weight as well and carrying you in prayer and carrying you the most and i loved it when she bought jakey pants because i feel like that was her saying it was never for me it was never about me it was always about bringing out and she said it was bringing out the sanctified selves that you'll have inside it's about pushing you all to live out that which you sing about which for me really 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 was a great lesson wanting to get into music wanting to do like music professionally quote unquote it it really just because i always said i don't want you to become a job because i don't want you to stop being worship but she reminded me that you can actually even though it makes you a coin it can still be sanctified it can still be it can still be holy work because the bible does say that all work is unto christ and we can only do all work through christ so ministries work whether you get paid for it or not and music is a ministry so whatever you do as if unto christ give it your best and also do it in absolute holiness so yeah that is me in so many minutes um talking about the clock sisters movie if you have not seen it google when it's going to repeat because i don't even know how else you can watch it without having to pay for a new subscription and yeah it was on dstv one channel 131 which is lifetime um but yeah you can just google when it's going to repeat and do yourself a favor and watch it i really want to watch it again now more chilled out more relaxed and just get the rest of the lessons that i could 
could have missed. And I think I want to watch it a third time than singing along to all the songs. But I don't want to sing along yet. I think there's still a lot that I need to take in and everything. But yeah. And yeah. Thank you all for listening. And thank you for stopping by. Pastor Friend will be here tomorrow to continue the series. So I'm going to see you then. For now, share this with somebody. Um, get somebody to watch the movie. Um, yeah. Listen to the Clark Sisters music. Stream it. I mean, you can still do the right things. You can. Oh, and Kiara has a new album. Well, I don't know if it's still new, but um, it's titled Kiara. Kiara. <laughs> it's 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 a beautiful album. It's it's a a very it's almost it's a very long album. It's very long. It has a lot of songs, which is a good thing. Um, I don't know how she did that, by the way, because I mean I've been struggling to put together an EP of five tracks. Um, but it's absolutely amazing. You should check it out. It's literally like everything from the church to the club. And she actually says that in one of her songs. Um, yeah, I don't know what the other ladies are up to. Unfortunately, I should have maybe done a lot more homework on that. Um, it just so happens that I really do follow Kiara in real life. Um, but the other ladies are absolutely amazing. Absolutely love Shalea. She's also on Terrell's album, by the way and she also has music on spotify so you should go check it out terrell also did an interview like i said with christina so you want to check that out as well um yeah thank you all for stopping by i'll see you tomorrow love you Mwah.